So we're going through gathering conversations, right? And uh, so this one's titled, Take That. Like, I'm not really sure, like, take that. Like, <laughs> I don't know if that's what it is. But anyways, <laughs> I think it's like, take that. Like, so last week, uh, the, the message was, I give up, right? And so this week, we're going to transition into, I give that up. So it's like, take that. Like, I want you to identify a thing, and you're going to take that. Like, take that and give that up. Instead of like, take that. Like, I'm going to throw something at you. Nah, take that. That's not what we're talking about. So Bobby had kind of finished up the message that I listened to last week with the girl and the pearls. You might remember that one. That was a, that was a sweet story. Uh, so basically, the little girl uh, bought some, some, you know, little like $5 pearls, fake pearls at a little store that she just wanted to have. You know, little, I, I'll imagine it's Raylan, four-year-old girl, like wants some pearls. She saves up some money. She buys these little like, you know, plastic pearls. And the dad... Uh, asked her a couple nights in a row, you know, hey, hey, honey, can I, you know, will you, if you love daddy, will you give me those pearls? And so a couple nights went by, and she's like, no, I don't want to give you those pearls, but I have like this really cool stuffed animal I'll give you to, give to you, and then I have this really cool, but I really love my pearls, I want to keep those. And then it ended up, finally, she, uh, she, she ended up giving him the pearls. And then as soon as she gave him the pearls, uh, he, hand, he took out of his pocket this, this blue case that had real pearls in it. You know, and uh, so he had those the whole time. Every time he asked her for those pearls, he already he had those in his pocket, ready to give her like the real deal, right? And so it was kind of like the 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 correlation of like a lot of times we hold on to things, and God's like, oh, I want you to give that up, and we just hold on to it, and we don't see that there's real pearls in God's pocket, you know, ready to hand those over. And um, so anyway, so what we want to kind of try to do is identify identify a thing. And I can't do that for you, so that's like a self-check, a self-check deal. We've got to identify things in our own lives that maybe, maybe we've got to give up. Um, and by scanning the room, I won't go into too many details, but one of mine, uh, when my wife and I first met before we even started dating, I knew, that I, I knew that I wanted to date her. I knew she was beautiful. If anybody hadn't seen her, she's beautiful. She's beautiful, and if you have seen her, you would agree, I think, I hope. But... Uh, but anyways, I knew she was beautiful, and I knew that she was a godly woman, and I knew that she was interested in the things that I was interested in. Like, she wanted to just go take off and go live somewhere in Central America, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a surf bum, and Central America is a good place to do that. And, uh, but anyways, like, we were interested in the same things. Before I even knew her, like, I knew I wanted to pursue her. And so I got to know her a little bit more in things that I had still been holding on in my life. I was pursuing God. But it was one of those things where, like with the pearls, where God says, hey, I want you to give that up. And I'm like, nah, I want to hold on to that. But here, you can take this. This is, this is, this is almost as good. You know what I mean? Like, I'll give this to you, I, but I just want to hold on to that because I really like that. So I had some things that I was holding on to in my life, one thing mainly. And uh, through getting to know my wife a little bit more before we even started dating, uh, I realized that she wasn't okay with some of the things that I was involved in. And so I quickly knew that if I wanted to pursue her, that I had to give that thing up. And I, do, I really do believe that God put my wife in my life to make me at least somewhat of, a, <laughs> of, of who I am today. You know, I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I wouldn't be who I am today unless uh, my wife was a part of it. And so I'm thankful that God sent her to me. But anyways... We're going we're gonna to read some verses that go into explaining a little bit like that. Um, it comes out of Matthew 13, 44 through 45. 
And I'm going to stop uh, halfway through. I guess I'll just halfway through. It's only two verses. I'm going to stop at 44 a little bit. But anyway, so let's read it. So the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure, is like treasure buried in a field that a man found and reburied. Then in his joy, he goes and sells everything he has and buys that field. So a funny thing, and I had never thought about it until Bobby said it the other day, and, he, and I don't know if it was an original thought or if you heard somebody else say it, but so the guy, he's, he's working in this field, right? And then he finds a buried, he finds a treasure. And then he's like, man, this is a treasure. I mean, I just imagine like a, a thing full of like Blackbeard's treasure or something, right? Like I'm working at a house, you know, digging something for a, for a deck. And then I dunk, hit this treasure chest and I open it up. It's like Blackbeard's treasure. It's like, what do you do? Like, do you tell the, the customer that you just found buried treasure on their property? Or what do you do? But anyways, so this guy found this treasure, right? And, uh, and he goes and sells everything he has to buy the property that the treasure was on because I guess he felt bad to just steal the treasure. So he's like, I'm just going to buy the land and not tell the guy that there's treasure on his land. <laughs> but, uh, and so then Bobby was like, he's like, well, what if the guy that owned the property knew the treasure was there? The guy went, sold everything he had, bought the land, and then before the guy turned it over the deed, he went and <laughs> dug up the treasure the owner did and then took off. So then the guy bought the land, and then the treasure was gone. But it does say that he reburied it. It doesn't say that he reburied it in the same spot. So maybe, maybe he reburied it in a different location to hide it from the guy who owned the land. I don't know. But... Um, <laughs> but anyway, so the difference in this story with the pearls of the little girl is that the little girl didn't know what she was getting in exchange, right? Like she was going to give up. She, all she knew was that her daddy wanted to give up these pearls, but she didn't know that a better thing was coming, right? This guy did. He was like, man, I'm going to give up everything, and, and I know that this is what I'm going to get. And so he was like, man, this is going to be worth it. I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm full on. And... That's kind of how it was with my wife, right? Like, I had all these things that I knew that I had to do and position myself in a way that if I was going to pursue her, I knew I had, to, I, I, knew I had a lot of work to do. And, but I knew what I was going to get, right? I knew I was going to get a chance to date this woman and, and, and hopefully marry her one day. And I was like, man, this is going to be totally worth it. I'm all in. I'm going to do it. And, and so hopefully we get to see that with God, right? So hopefully a lot of times... Hopefully, we can see that even though we've got some things in our lives that God's pointing out to us, Bobby calls it the knock. He's like, Bobby, Bobby, it's time to give this up. And that happens. And no matter how old you get, no matter how long you've been walking with God, if we are in a constant refinement, there's always going to be that, you know, it's time to give this up. And it's happened, it happens to me more, more, than I, more than I like to happen because it's uncomfortable a lot of times, Right? Because um, a lot of things you do hold on to a whole lot. But let's read, uh, let's read that next verse, uh, 45. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. When he found one priceless pearl, he went and sold everything he, ha- he had and bought it. And so again, it's, an, it's, a, it's a little story about somebody who found something that was worth way more than anything that he had possession of. It was something way more than anything he could ever imagine to, to obtain under his own power. And he knew that selling everything and having that pearl would be totally worth it. Even if he didn't have all the riches and all the possessions that he had before, he wanted that priceless pearl and that was worth it to him, right? And so that's what Jesus is saying here. The kingdom of heaven, having the kingdom of heaven, having eternal life, giving up everything that we have and getting that eternal life, having that kingdom of heaven 
is worth more than anything that we would ever put behind us. And that's, that's hard to think of sometimes because a lot of times we, we hold on to things and that leads us to our next, our, our point number one is what's your treasure? All right, so at this point, you've got to start thinking about at this moment in time in your life, not what your treasures were before that you've already given up. Let's start trying to identify some treasures that you have in your life, right? What are the things that you treasure? And Matthew 6, 21 says, For where your treasure is, there your heart is also. There your heart will be also. So wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. Whatever your treasure is, that's what all your time, your resources, all your focus is going to be put on those things. And that doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing, right? We're not, a lot of times in, uh, in church, when we think of sin, we always think of, you know, like the basic things like smoking, drinking, and, you know, the S word that ends with X. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and so, <laughs> I'm sorry, Bobby. Anyway, so we always think of those things, but anything that we put above God is sin, okay? If we are putting any, it's a, it becomes a false idol. Anything that we raise above priority in God, of that, that God should, God should be at the throne. God should be at the top of our lives. So anything that we raise up to that level, that's when it becomes sin. So what is your treasure? Is there anything in your life that at times, maybe not all the time, but maybe it is all the time, but is there anything in your life that you are raising to the elevation of where God should be in your life? And one thing that comes to my mind, and I may have shared this before, uh, some of y'all heard it, but I'm sure a lot of you haven't. So as you you guys know, I'm a surfer and I love surfing, right? Uh, At one point, surfing really was like the treasure for me. Like surfing was it. Like I would bail on, if the waves were good, I was going to bail on anything. I didn't care. Like I was going to go surf and I was going to have fun. And, uh, and, and And I'd, you know, bail on work bail on whatever, you know, it's like the surf is the treasure. Like, I don't need money. I don't need anything. I just need surf, right? I was kind of like the Spicoli. If any guys have seen that? (laughs) A little bit. Maybe not quite that far, but kind of close. But anyway, so that's, that's where my life was. And even after I started following God, like I, it never even came to my mind to that surfing could be a treasure, right? Because it's a good thing. It's exercise. It's salt water. It makes me happy, right? I love it. Surfing's awesome. It could be golf for you. It could be, it could be work. Some people love work. I don't know how, but some of you might love work. <laughs> but, uh, but so what happened was, and this is another marriage story. I'm giving a lot of marriage advice here today. So you guys, all you men, take notes. Um, so my, my wife and I just got married, right? And um, this was a time, uh, it, I don't know, it, it couldn't have been more than a couple months into our marriage, right? Um, so one day, I knew that the waves were going to be good. And you know, Lindsay already knew that in the morning I was going to get up and I was going to leave early because if the waves are going to be really good, it's the only time that I will wake up before the sun comes up and that, or intentionally, I have to do that now for school to take the kids to school and it's terrible, but, (laughs) but I do it because I love my kids and I don't want them to be as dumb as I am. But so, so, um, 
I wake up early to go surf, and then that was all the information she knew. I was waking up and I was going surfing. The waves ended up being good all day long, sun up to sundown, which rarely happens around here. And, you know, a lot of times the storm comes in at four o'clock in the afternoon and totally trashes everything, like what happened yesterday. But it ended up being good anyway. Um, but so the surf was good all day, sun up to sundown. So I left in the morning, did not call or touch base with my wife at all. Came home after the sun went down. <laughs> not good. She was sitting on the couch all by herself, not in the dark. That would have been super creepy, but um, (laughs) sitting with the light, where have you been? No, she didn't do that. So she was sitting on the couch, and obviously she was bummed out, but I just got done having an awesome day of surfing, so I'm like, you know, like all stoked, and, and so I come in the house, and then my wife is obviously very mad, and I was like, oh boy, this is not good. And so we had, uh, we had an argument. We had a, 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 a discussion of things. And, um, and so I quickly realized that surfing was a problem. Uh, I realized that surfing had become such a priority in my life that I <laughs> didn't care if my wife was at home all alone all day by herself. And it's not funny, but it's terrible. And... Um, and so I, re- like, I saw how bad it hurt her, right? And, it, and I felt awful. I was like, what in the world? I was like, and, and I was like, I got, I got, like, in my mind, I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like, I mean, let's be honest. Like, three hours of surfing, that's good enough, right? But, I mean, I literally surfed, like, eight hours that day. And I put in a full day. And um, so three hours is enough. But I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, I'm putting this thing, surfing, above my wife, which is supposed to be, like, pretty much below God, like that's like my number one priority in life is to, is to be a good husband. And it, it's really not that hard. All you got to do is do what she tells you to do. <laughs> Am I right, women? Am I right? So, <laughs> but uh, see, I told you, write it down, write that down. Do whatever my wife tells me to do. Um. So I realized that surfing was a problem for me, and I, uh, I, I, I made a decision that I was going to, and I mentioned to Bobby, I said, I fasted from surfing. He's like, you fasted from surfing, you can do that? I said, I think so. I think you can fast from anything. Like, fast, just, you know, you just cut it out. You just, you're not going to do that for a while. So I had a friend who I surfed with all the time that, that he either broke his ankle, he messed up his ankle, and he was out of the water for, oh, it seemed like an eternity, because I... I I, my decision was that when my buddy could go back surfing again, that was going to be the that was going to be like my fasting time, and we were going to enjoy surfing again together for the first time and have like a bro moment, you know, and uh, and so we uh, yeah, it felt like for an eternity. I took all of my surf like I was full in. I didn't just I, I took all of my surfboards and I took them over to a friend's house and I left them there because I didn't want to be tempted, right? Because as weak and feeble as I am, and as we all are, if we put it there in in sight, you know, it's gonna be like, oh, I'll just I'll just do it this one time, just a little bit, and it'll be okay, right? And uh, so I left all my boards over at my friend's house and. What an awesome friend he was. When the waves were good, he called me, be like, hey, dude, you want to go surfing? I'm like, dude, I can't. I'm not surfing. He said, well, I got all your boards over here. I'm like, no, I'm not going to. And he knew why I was doing it, and he's a believer. And so I was like, you're not being a good friend right now. You're not helping me out. So anyways, I, sat, I fasted from serving. I took, you know, again, I can't, I can't recall. I wish I knew exactly how long it was, but it was at least a month. 
And for a surfer, not surfing for an entire month is a nightmare. And, uh, but it really, you know, honestly wasn't really that bad because I, I, not only did I fast, I did do it for my wife, but in the end I did it for God because I knew the, the way that it hurt my wife, I knew that it was an idol. I knew that surfing was like my number one thing, right? And so it really wasn't that hard because it, it, was, it was an offering to God, right? It, whenever we offer somebody something with a joyful heart, like give, give with a joyful heart, right? It doesn't, it doesn't hurt. It feels good, you know? Like you just you give somebody something, like, here, here you go, man. Like, I want you to have this. And even though it might be a lot, like, when you give with a joyful heart, it just feels good. And so it wasn't really that hard for me to do. But what that did is it rearranged my whole life, really. Like, it changed my priorities. Surfing wasn't number one priority in my life anymore. And it was awesome. And so what happened was I identified a specific thing, my, what my treasure was. I said, okay, surfing is my, was my treasure at that time. And so that's what, that's what we got to do on a constant basis because surfing isn't my treasure now, but every once in a while, sometimes my treasure can just be putting too much on my plate. You know, just not saying... Not, does anybody have the problem of saying no to things? Yeah. So you end up just, you just, you know, you want to help people. And uh, sometimes you just overdo it. And, um, but anyway, so whatever your treasure is, keep that in your brain. And so then point number two is how valuable, okay? So we have to identify how valuable it is because maybe the treasure actually isn't at that level of where it's becoming like God. Like, like surfing is still a treasure to me. Like I cherish it. I treasure it. But it's not like the ultimate treasure. I wouldn't go off and sell everything I had just to go surfing anymore. Uh, I would before, but I won't anymore. Um, so how valuable is it? So you've got to assess how valuable that thing is. And if it is too valuable to where it's, it's, it's going over all the other things that it should be over, then it's time to reassess it. Okay? Uh, the verse for that is John 15, 13. No one has greater love than this to lay down his life for his friends. Okay? So how valuable is it? The, the, the picture in my mind that comes to here is a friendship, like friendship that's so close that, that you would die for your friends. Right? So, that, so that, the value of that friendship is obviously huge because you're willing to die for that. And, uh, and uh, very truthfully, Bobby said, would I die for you, Jordan? No, probably not. But <laughs> when we were talking about it the other day, he's like, but Angie and Eli... Of course, I'd die for them in an instant, you know? But, so the, the, the point is, is to focus on that and like, okay, the treasure, like, is that treasure, whatever I'm treasuring, if I'm willing to die for it, then that's a valuable treasure. That's a really valuable treasure. And so that can be kind of like a gauge to, to, to picture, like, what that thing is, right? Um, so then you have to think, okay, well, if we look at it, is it really worth that much? Like, is that thing really worth that much? Is it worth more than God? Are we picturing it worth more than God? In reality, no, it's not worth more than God because nothing is worth more than God. God and his kingdom is that priceless pearl. It's a pearl that has no price on it. You, it's so valuable, you can't put a price on it. And so that's what we have to, that's what we got to gauge this off of. And then the, and then the end up, the wrap up is once you identify that thing, you got to give it up. You have to give it up. I've had times in my lives where I just had to throw stuff away. I was like, I'm just going to trash this thing. 
right? I've had a point in my life where I had it back before there was Netflix and Amazon and all that stuff to watch TV. I had to throw DVD movies away. Like, I was just like, man, this DVD collection, this movie collection, this is garbage. I'm throwing it away. And I threw it away. And I've thrown other stuff away. I didn't throw my surfboards away. I gave them to a friend for a time. <laughs> but, but I kind of threw them away, kind of. Um, I did give them up. I, I handed them over, and then I took them back. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, so you got to give it up. You can't, you can't just, like, hold on to it just a little bit, you know, that thing where you're just like, oh, I'm just going to set off in the corner just so I can still at least look at it. You know what I mean? Just give it up. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to just give it up. Because if we can't just totally give it up, then it still holds more value than it really should. Right? And so the verse that goes along with that is, Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. That is your true worship. So the posture of giving everything up is the way that we truly worship God. When we give things up and we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, that's how we truly worship God. We can sing songs, we can do all these things, but when we lay down our lives and we sacrifice everything that we have, we give it all to Him, that is the way that we truly worship God. Because our words, can we can, we, can, we, can, we can say them, but the actual act of giving it up, that's the true worship. So... That's it. Does everybody feel good? All right. So just keep that in mind this week. Uh, start thinking about the things, if you haven't already, the things that, that, that came to your mind. I know God's speaking to you. And, and you just got to be obedient. And it's hard. I know it is because I've dealt with it. It's hard. But you just got to be brave. You got to be bold. And you got to have faith that God has that, that case of pearls. Maybe you can't see what that, that treasure is that you're going to be given but you just got to trust that God has that, that real pearl necklace in his pocket. Um, yeah, so let's pray. God, I thank you for uh, this morning. God, I thank you for all that you do for all of us. I, I thank you that you speak to us constantly, that you pursue us constantly. Um, I thank you that you're always available to us all the time. Uh, you're, you're able to do that for everybody here in the room at the same time and everybody in the whole world at the same time, and that's amazing. Um, God, just help us to, um, to just reflect on our own lives and identify the treasures that we uh, are holding, uh, we're putting more value to than, than, than what they are in, in actuality. Um, God, help us to keep you first. Help us to focus on you and um, seek you first and your righteousness with the faith and the trust that everything else will be provided for us that we need. And, um, and God, we just love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.